Hey, amazing people. How's it going? So today, let's, let's do story time. Several episodes back, I talked about fears and I promised you guys I would talk about my fear of public speaking and uh, how I began to conquer it. So today, let's uh, go into that story. Um, it was last February and I was tasked with giving the instructions to a table exercise to a room full of my peers. Let's just say a hundred plus people. I'm not sure what the exact number is, but it's over 100. And I was chair of uh, my committee, so it fell upon me to introduce the table exercise. And I've never done public speaking. That's the one thing I've always said I'm never going to do. I'm never going to get in front of people and talk. That was a hard no for me. But I had two choices. I could either refuse to do this, or I could conquer my fear and see where it led me. I could have turned tail and ran. I would have missed an opportunity. You know, this is one of those opportunities that was disguised with a layer of fear, with a layer of my preconceived notions of what I'm going into. And I had to sit back and think about this and go, no, no, this is an actual opportunity. I have to take advantage of this because if I don't, I'm not sure when this is going to happen again. I'm not sure when I will get an opportunity to conquer this fear. So I jumped in with both feet and said, yeah, I'll do it. And then the fear started. What had I gotten myself into? And, you know, what were some of those irrational fears that my mind came up with? You know, am I going to sound like an idiot? Am I going to forget to speak in coherent sentences? How would the people in the room judge me. What was I going to say? Would I trip and fall walking up on the stage? How would I live up to other people's expectations of me without knowing what they were? I didn't know who they needed me to be. This, this is a key. This is one of those fears where I was trying to game the crowd and go, hey, who is it that they want up on stage? And this is one of those that we'll come back to. Would I forget my speech? Would I be able to dedicate the time to perfect my speech and memorize it? And knowing I'm a last minute type of guy, I knew very well that that wasn't going to happen. So this was, again, more pressure that I laid on myself. Now, these were all unfounded fears and, you know, they may sound silly, but they were real. These were some of the things that were going through my mind and playing in my mind in leading up to this presentation, which was a very simple presentation. And my mind just blew it out of proportion. So I just wanted to share with you, you know, what some of those irrational fears were just to give you guys my perspective and a frame of reference. So how the story goes is I was basically supposed to lead a table exercise. And the only instructions I was given was that I had to do it. There was no script. There was no expectation. It was just, hey, Sheetal, Greg said, this is the exercise. Go ahead and run it. And I'm like, okay, do you want me to do something? Is something expected of me? No, just, just run the exercise. So I had nothing to work with. And I don't regret that. I think that was the best way to introduce me to this. So in Greg's infinite wisdom, I think the fact that he let me 
not have barriers and kind of let me decide what I needed to say and do actually in the end helped out. And, and Greg is, um, Greg is the person from the corporate side that's, that heads up this committee. So I've mentioned him a lot on these podcasts. He actually has a podcast called change of altitude. And if you're a business person in a business, I definitely recommend you go check out his podcast. But eventually we'll have him on the show too. And to get back to the story. So I've been given this task and off I go writing my speech, my instructions, you know, how am I going to run this thing? And I wrote up this complicated thing and it just kept complicating things in my mind. How was I ever going to remember what I was writing. I, mean, I was going to have to memorize all this stuff and I didn't trust myself to do this. So, you know, the pressure keeps mounting. And so I, I got the speech. I sent it off to Greg and I said, Hey, check this out. Is it okay? He said, yeah, it's fine, but be yourself. Okay. Um, he goes, you know, just, just have an outline and be yourself. Well, I didn't have any confidence in myself. I needed a backup plan. I needed a speech in case I walked up to the stadium and being myself meant I said nothing. So I keep going down this journey. And come day of, I am stressing. I am freaking out. And internally, right? I don't usually freak out externally, but I am at a 10 out of 10 when it comes to panic mode. And all the advice I'm getting makes no sense. You know, just have an outline. Be yourself. The people want you to succeed. Most of the people in the crowd have the same fear you do. And the worst one, you're going to do great. Wow, no pressure. I'm supposed to do great and I don't even know what to expect. So, you know, while the advice didn't make any sense Eventually, when I got behind the podium, it all did come together. So I, I do want to say that before I, I rag on all the advice I got, but it was my friends that helped, right? I actually opened up and told a couple of my close friends, hey, I'm scared of failing. I'm really nervous. And they kind of talked me through it and said, no, nah, you'll do fine. You'll do fine. And I'm like, oh, God, this isn't helping. Stop. Um, but anyways, so I was going after a couple of people. And here are these two people that are trying hard and they're botching their delivery. And instead of making me feel better, that's making me feel worse. It's like, I, one, I felt sorry for them because they had no support. They were up there on stage, asked to do this exercise, and clearly they were struggling because they hadn't done something like this. So on one end, I felt really sorry for them. On the other end, I was going, oh, God, this is going to be me in a few minutes. But what happens then? My portion gets pushed till after lunch. So I have to, I have another hour before I have to do this. And I'm like, crap, I've got to stress for another hour. I can't put this behind me. So anyways, we're at lunch. I can't eat. I am, I am, my anxiety is through the roof. And then about 15 minutes before, I've got to go use the bathroom. And we're in Las Vegas, and my room is half a mile away from the meeting room. And 
so I decide, you know what? I got to go. I, I, I have to go and I'm going to go to my room uh, b- because otherwise I'm going to blow up or I'm going to have an accident on stage. It's actually what I really thought. So I, I, I make it to the room. I run to my room. I do my business in the bathroom. And I actually figure out what I want to say. And half the pressure goes away. I figure out what it means to be myself on stage. I know exactly what message now I want to give. And so that little distraction, that little time away from everybody actually helped me come up with the one thing that took most of the pressure off in more ways than one. So off I go, I come running back to the meeting, make it in time. And Greg at this point, I think has guessed I'm pretty nervous. So what he does, which nobody else did that day was he actually introduces me when I come on stage and he tells everybody, this is my first time and to make it easy for me. And wow, that made it a million times easier than the other people that spoke that day. And he does something magical. He introduces me. I walk up to the podium. He takes two steps to the left and stands there while I'm given my speech or while I'm given the instructions for the table exercise. I can't tell you how much that meant. Like having him there, I knew there was nothing I could mess up that he wouldn't help me with. Like that was my safety net. And I don't know if he did it consciously. I don't know if 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 he knew what he was doing, but you know, I I tell him to this day that really made the difference is that he was willing to be up there with me. So if you're in this position where you're getting someone to conquer their fears, you know, the best thing you can do is just be there with them when they're conquering their fear. I can't tell you how much that helps. And then once I walk up to the podium, I'm like, oh, I got this. This this makes total sense. Like, I, I know I can kill this. And everything goes off without a hitch. And then every piece of advice I got starts coming back to me. You know, the crowd wants you to succeed. Yes, I see smiling faces. I see people actually paying attention. Fear number one checked off. You know, and the, one of the other pieces of advice I got is pick that one person in the crowd to look at and concentrate on them and talk to them. I'm like, how am I supposed to pick a person in the crowd? Well, I had a friend, Mino, who's sitting in the front row and she, she makes eye contact with me through the whole thing, smiles and nods at all the right places and makes that whole delivery so much easier. But it also made me realize that, hey, you've got friends. Find them in the audience. If you've ever got to do public speaking, laser focus on one of them and then just talk to that person and everybody else benefits in listening to your conversation. So again, probably doesn't make sense if you haven't been there, but keep it in mind. So if you are ever on stage in front of a mic, having to speak publicly, maybe it'll come back to you. And boom, it'll help you give a successful presentation or a a successful speech. So 
what were the big lessons and takeaways? And some of them are around the fear, right? The fear of public speaking hasn't gone away. But I've been able to come up with a system that's going to work for me in the future. And it goes back to, you know, what may work for me may not work for you. But if I can tell you how I went through this process, maybe you can go through that same process and pick up your framework. And, you know, it's one of those quotes in an episode or two ago that I've talked about was truth. You know, if you always speak the truth, you don't have to remember what you said. If you're true to yourself and you're going to be you on stage, you don't have to remember a giant script. Get your points down, get your outline down, cover what you need to cover in your style. You don't have to be anything the crowd needs you to be. You just have to be yourself. And I wish I had believed in myself back then a little more. But now that I've gone through it, I do. I I think... I don't have to worry about who I am on stage because I'm happy and content with who I am. So the lesson in that is, hey, if you're true to yourself, you don't have to remember a speech. And if you're true, if you're telling the truth, you don't have to remember what you said because you're always going to be able to repeat what you said when you were on stage. And our minds tend to blow up fears a lot larger than they actually are. The more time you have between when you've been assigned public speaking to when you speak publicly, this thing is going to grow in your mind if you let it grow. And you've got to learn to squash that. You've got to learn to put a cap on it. Or you've got to learn to accept it. This is what I do. I don't try to remove the fear. I just know it's going to be there and I'm ready for it. I brace for it. And I know... But on the other side, it's going to be a lot better than what my mind is tricking me into thinking it's going to be. Also, phone a friend, right? Have a friend. I can't imagine not having Greg standing there on stage with me. That was the one thing that made it okay. That was the one unexpected thing that was like, wow, okay, this is for my first time. I'm glad he was there. I'm glad I had that backup net, but it wasn't something that I'd ever thought about. So you never know what backup nets are going to, what opportunities are going to pop up in this journey. But when one, one does pop up, recognize it, internalize it, add it to your formula. So Some of the other lessons I would say is, you know, trust your friends to be there for you. Lean on them. Sharing my fears with some of my closest friends and being frustrated at them telling me I was going to do great still helped. You know, it, it, it took the edge off of things. And all the advice you get may not help you walking up to the podium, but as soon as you get behind the mic that advice is going to start clicking in because all that advice comes from people having experienced the same thing. I just had never experienced it. So I didn't understand what it meant when they said, 
pick a person in the audience. Now I know exactly what to do the next time I'm on stage. I know I'm going to find that one person to engage with and that one person to have that conversation with because I understand now. I've been through it now. So take all that advice. Don't get mad like I did. Internalize it and just know when it comes time to go, it may help you in the end. And like I said, just to reiterate, our minds blow things out of proportion. You know, fear is the mind killer. And um, it's one of my favorite quotes, by the way, from one of my favorite books. Be yourself. Trying to be what you think the audience wants just complicates things. Because now you have to act. Now you have to put on a show. Now it has to be perfect. Now you have to choreograph it every aspect of this conversation. So toss all that in the garbage can, but be yourself, have enough faith in yourself. You've got a message to put out there. You've got a task to complete, complete it in the only way you know how, but complete it. Concentrate on getting that task done in your style. And just know that anxiety can be debilitating. You know, I several times got to the point where I wanted to go run and hide in my room. It was, it was my friends and my confidants and, you know, people around me that made sure that I crossed that finish line, that I got up on stage and, and spoke that day. And I'm forever grateful to everybody. It wasn't one person. It was a group of people. And so when people ask how do you conquer fears? Well, it's really, really hard to do it by yourself. But if you're willing to let someone help you, if you're willing to hold someone's hand through this process, it's infinitely easier. And eventually, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't need somebody standing next to me on stage. I'll be just fine by myself. But for that first time, it was amazing having that support. And this was the one thing that I really, really look back on and I felt sorry for all the other people that were there on stage that day. They didn't have a Greg with them. They were given a vague assignment and they were left to struggle through it. Don't do this to people. If you know someone's really afraid or if you know someone's trying to conquer a fear and do something new, stand up there with them. If you've conquered it, you can give them advice all day long. It means nothing. You standing up there with them or going through it with them means the world. It's a safety net. Advice is not a safety net. <laughs> advice is something that pops up into your head when a challenge is put in front of you. There's a subtle difference between the two of those things. So anyways, this was my story of the first time I really did public speaking. And again, it was a fear that I never, ever, ever wanted to conquer. It was something that I knew was a hard no for me. And I've realized now how short-sighted that was. But, you know, when, when faced with the opportunity, I'm also glad that I grabbed it with two hands and didn't let go, no matter how bad it got. So, just remember... Your mind's going to blow it out of proportion, but if you make it to the end, 
it's never as bad as you think it was going to be. So the worse your mind makes it, <laughs> the better it actually is at the end. So again, you know, always leave a positive mark on somebody. Make them happy. Make them smile. Like I always say, pick that one person. Tell them they're amazing or awesome today. Tell them the difference they make for you in, their, in your life. And make them smile. Make their day. I had someone tell me I was amazing today. And you know what? I've been smiling all day. It had me on cloud nine. It made my day better to start it by hearing those words. So I challenge you. Give somebody an amazing day tomorrow by telling them what they mean to you. Thank you. And we'll talk to you later.